The Jay and Dan Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Texture. Our favorite magazines, they're uh, Dan, uh, GQ. Dan, I know you love the Rolling Stone. Dan, I know you also love the Oprah. Uh, you love the Oprah, you love the Good Housekeeping. Uh, you love the Chatelaine. Dan, I know you also love the Every Day with Rachel Ray. Uh, Dan, I also lo- know you love Playgirl. Uh, well, you, if you can't get enough Oprah or Playgirl, thanks to Texture, you can get all those great magazines in one place with the Texture app. This time of year, everyone's traveling, but there's no way you're going to cram all the magazines you want to read into your carry-on bag. How many f***ing magazines are you reading? You know what? what's funny, Dan? I buy <laughs> a ton of magazines at the airport. Like, magazines I normally wouldn't buy. Buy them at the Owl. 7-Eleven. Much cheaper. No, but it's better when you get them at the airport. It's fun. You're like, oh, I want to get. I want Owl. I want Chickadee. I want Popular Mechanics. I want Car and Driver. Well, now you can with Texture, the new app that gives you unlimited access to 200 plus magazines. You okay over there? Uh, no, not good at all. Toolsy's not feeling well. Some of my favorite magazines, I've mentioned them. This is amazing. The Texture app has gone beyond delivering just the magazine itself. They made it easy to find and recommend and enjoy the articles that you want to read. And they also have daily recommendations for you. They have exclusive interactive features. They have videos. They have more, Dan. Yeah, texture searchable. You can mark what you like, check out back issues, view bonus video content. Then you can even curate articles and magazines just for you or whatever you're given. Wow, you sound like garbage. <laughs> texture. texture is normally nine ninety nine a month, Dan. You can get over two hundred magazines, but if you sign up now, texture.com slash J and Dan, you get a free fourteen day trial. That's fourteen days for free. Just go to texture.com slash J and Dan. And now that's the podcast. Hi, folks. Before we get started. We'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Dance. 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 Yeah, I know exactly how I got sick too. Uh, making out with a transsexual. <laughs> Here's what happened. It's ex- episode 137. What, uh, what could go wrong if I pick this transsexual? Up? So uh, we were both cutie. back in Canada last weekend. Uh, went yes, to a, we were. a gingerbread uh, building thing with uh, my daughters on the Saturday, and uh, the, the family next to us sits down. I, I see this guy coming. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> All the kids, snot dripping out of there. They're yeah. directly beside us. Sounds odd. Go on. You're sure a cute kid. <laughs> I just wanted to punch him. And then, 10 minutes later, uh, little Rubio tool, I see her, uh, face distraught. She's like, uh, the one child just vomited. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was like an outfit vomited because it was red and green. Oh, just barfed? Yeah. So she probably was eating candy canes or something. And- yeah, so thanks a lot, you f- family jeez you're really angry about this here's another thought though you now are very sick and you are in a small room with the four of us so we could have the, the same feelings about you open the door all day Ooh, you're in bad shape why are you here you could take a day off you haven't ta- i've never you've literally never taken a day off ever why are you even here Dan O'Toole here. <laughs> you're, you're not. You have no energy. Like, you're genuinely sick. I slept sick. 20 minutes because you, I've told you before, the cold medication, oh, opposite yeah. effect on me. Jimmy legs all Jimmy night. Jimmy legs all night long. I could have I could have ran a marathon. I, If there was a soccer ball, I would have kicked it 3,000 times at the end of the bed. 
It's just, oh, God. Um, so now I've taken a lot of those pills today. Oh, good. So you're jacked. Yeah, or close to OD. You're tweaking. <laughs> well done. Yes, huh? yes, You're yes. tweaking right now. Yeah, he's tweaking. In a closet. You know, that's, in a closet. They use the cold medicine to cook the stuff up. You yeah, know. that's oh. where you make the crystal meth out. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, sure. they, 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 you can't even get it off the shelf. you got to bring them a little card. Over yeah. They say, okay, give me this shit. Now, how yeah. cool would yeah. it be if you got addicted to crystal meth? Like, how cool would that be if our, if our, you know, we're into our fourth year here in Los Angeles, and at year four, Dan finally gets addicted to crystal meth. And you're just like, (laughs) I have to admit, on uh, Breaking Bad, it did look pretty good. It looked fun. It looked fun for about a minute. And then it looked like you'd have no teeth left. There might Come be on, somebody. Be fun. There Scared. might be somebody here on Monday who was in Breaking Bad. I heard a little rumor. Oh, uh, Aaron Paul, bigger. Oh, Brian Cranston. Cranston yeah, promoting his new flick. He's yeah. trying to pump that movie up. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Does that mean we're going to be able to interview him? Meh. I, I don't know if reviews are already in for that movie or they know that it's going to bomb, but they've already changed the ad campaign. Film of the year. They've already changed the ad campaign. Brian really? Cranston, yeah. James Franco in the movie of the century. F***ing thing sucks. Okay, so here's the thing. We're going to get right to our uh, guest here right away because it, we have to call him because he's got to do a show. This is interesting. Just a quick lead up. Our guest today is Nick Kiprios. Uh, Stanley Cup winner with the Rangers in 1994. Mm -hmm. Uh, Been with Sportsnet for a long, long time. And we talked about this, Dan and I did. We said, you know, when we were working at TSN, we could never have uh, our friends at the Sportsnet. We uh, Pretty much everyone, just a little secret, most people at the Sportsnet and the TSN are are at least cordial. Pretty pretty much pals. I would say even more than cordial, they're pals, because really you've all worked with each other at some point or another. But you could never have someone from the Sportsnet on uh, the TSN podcast, but now we're working at the Fox, so we can have the Kipper on the show, and that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a lot of fun. I met Kipper once. Well, you and I did at that charity thing we did, yeah, right? That, that was literally 12 years ago. Yeah, that was, was it? It was a morning thing at a hotel downtown Toronto. No, but wasn't it, didn't we play hockey with them or something, or didn't we ref? Didn't we ref something I, at the ACC and Kipper was there? Yeah. Nick Kiprios, are you on the line? I am, boys. What's going on? How are you, sir? What's going on? Sorry, we're you're, we're catching you before you do the game prep. Now, let, I, let I want to talk about game prep. Now, does game prep for you involve just you smacking Doug McLean in the face repeatedly? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Twenty years ago, I could have done it and gotten away with it, but today, yeah, I don't know with the cameras. Some people might take it the wrong way. In today's NHL, too, it's it's frowned upon. It's not right, Kipper. No, for sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, even like stuff like following a referee out to the parking lot. Not, you know, now they look at you funny. That was standard when I grew up. <laughs> Have another donut. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Sean Felt. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was amazing. I miss those moments. Yeah, yeah, we don't get that stuff. Well, I guess Connor McDavid kind of went off on that that defenseman. What did you make of that, by the way, Kipper? Connor going nuts like that? I was okay with it. You know, I think that uh, the one thing that really stood out for me above anything that we've seen out of him so far is that he's a pretty passionate, emotional guy, and probably 
revealed more uh, more cards than he probably would have liked. But I, I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, at times you watch these games and they're kind of mundane. And I think that uh, it was not, it was refreshing the passion and the emotion that uh, you know a 19 year old guy has right now who's carrying the league. So I, I didn't mind it in the big picture. He probably shouldn't have said what he said. I'm a believer of stuff like that. Just stay on the ice, not go through uh, the media. But uh, I'll cut the kid some slack here. Was there anyone comparable from when you played to Connor McDavid? I've never seen anything like it in my life. I got to be honest with you, just in terms of the pure speed that he brings to the game. And I think in my era, I think when we think of amazing skaters, Paul Coffey had that, but what Paul didn't have necessarily was that agility to go left or right, have defensemen absolutely petrified or in a panic that uh, that they're going to get embarrassed. Um, never have I ever seen anything like that uh, in all my years. It's, it's quite amazing to watch him skate like I've never seen anyone in my life. Does Paul Coffey sleep in a hyperbaric chamber? He has not aged. I don't know what the deal with him is. <laughs> you know, I think I think because he's been away from the game, it's it's really helped him. If you look at the guys that those ex players that that have been in the game their whole lives, they look a mess. They oh, look a mess. yeah, the, Jeff O'Neill. Yeah, Jeff O'Neill. Look at O'Neill. Yeah, he looks like crap. And I'll say it to oh. his face, Kipper. <laughs> Jeff O'Neill. I want to. I want to come back to my next life as Jeff O'Neill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's the best. Um, yeah. I love that guy. You you have aged very well yourself. What are you doing? Are you, are you skating? Are you playing hockey? Are you out with, with Gilmore and Darcy Tucker at, at, at all these crazy charity hockey games? What are you doing? Feta cheese and Greek olive. Yeah, that's it. It's the olive oil, right? It's the good <laughs> exactly. Mediterranean diet. And my dad says that's your meal every day, and you could like live on an island like that. So kind of taking it up a little bit. Uh, back off the red wine a little bit, but I'm I'm starting to see that program, that Greek program. But I don't know. I mean, it just it's been a lot of fun being being able to stay in the game, you know, outside of uh, a managerial or coaching position. So I, it's just probably I'm I, I try to have as much fun and laugh as much as we can. That's all. That's all that's left in this world. I think. <laughs> Are you having fun on the show now? The first couple of years. Uh, that that Sportsnet got, or that Rogers got the yeah. hockey night package. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's trying to poke holes in it, and poor Strombo. Speaking of of nice Greek guys, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, really took it. Well, what did you make of all that as it was happening? Or are you just putting your head down like when you play and just grinding it out? Well, that's that's ultimately your last resort, right? Just put your head down and hopefully, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't get chopped off. Uh, uh, but you know, first of all. Strombo was awesome. You know, he's a great guy, a great broadcaster. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, there were, the, the fans up here were so judgmental, you know, in terms of taking over that package. And I, they, why wouldn't they be? It's, uh, the longest running show in Canadian history. I mean, that's all that's left. You know, King of Kensington died a few years ago. <laughs> so all there is now for Canadians to do is just critique us. So right. We, 
we were kind of aware of it. We knew, we knew the challenges. Um, but you know what? It's the passion of the Canadians with Hockey Night in Canada, and I, I don't blame them. They're, they're going to voice their opinions. People don't like change. It's like if Tim Hortons changed the blend for their coffee. People are going to freak. Well, not only are they going to freak, but now every Canadian or anyone in this world, for that matter, that has uh, a social uh, platform is now, you know, the king of Kensington, right? They're just, they've got a voice. They've got a platform. They're going to say anything they want at any time. And there's some people that listen. There's some people that can block it out, and then there's some that, that listen. The question is, if, if, if you're in a position of authority and you hear and you read 10 of those complaints, is that all there is, is 10, or does it feel like there's a million, you right. know? Yeah, so well, you, when you hear when you see one, it's like they always yeah. say, like, one equals, like, a thousand or something like that. Yeah, so. exactly. So, I mean, it's... It's a double-edged sword, that social media. Uh, it's, it's nice that people feel like their voices can be heard, but there's other times when you just want to say, shut the up. <laughs> Kipper, are, how many times does it come up when you get to, together with old teammates and guys you played with? It must be mentioned every time you guys say, thank God we didn't play in the social media age. Oh, it, it, there would have been such short careers. <laughs> such very short careers. You know, we would have been looking at Mark Messier and going, he had so much promise. <laughs> how good How good do you think Mark could have been if, if Twitter just didn't out him in Edmonton? You know? <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I, I, we're happy. We're happy that uh, we got to play when we played. Uh, we're happy that some of us, you know, more than others, uh, made a few of the big bucks involved. But it's it's hard now for these eighteen year olds now coming in in our league now our stars are all eighteen and nineteen years of age so there's a responsibility on them that is incredible you're asking a, an awful lot of these guys to play to be nineteen years old and have that clout like I look at that Leaf room now and Marner's in charge and Austin Matthews is in charge and Connor McDavid's in charge and Edmonton you're sitting there going. Boys, big responsibility, lots of money at your feet. Don't blow it. And they could, I think, still play in the World Juniors. Like, it's almost insane, <laughs> right? Like, it is. Like, it's it's it really is. insane. Okay, I want to switch it up just a bit, Kipper. What, your thoughts on it, because you're, you're uh, you know, everyone knows you're, you're a proud PA guy. I'd love to get your thoughts on this Olympic thing, and I know you're kind of probably tired of talking about it, but I'm just baffled by this. Have you ever seen something where the fans and the players are so dug in and want something and the owners and the commissioner are so on the opposite side? Yeah, listen, I, I think I think when it's all said and done, a few years ago between Donald Fear and, and, and Batman, they decided that the only way to really true this, truly grow this game globally um, is outside of North America. So I believe that the commitment is there for sure. And I think that if you're Gary Bettman, who is a deadline hunter, he's going to use the next six weeks to try to get an extension on the CBA, and that would probably take him to 2025. And that would lock in now two Olympics, two World Cups. Uh, they want to do this thing called the Ryder Cup. Uh, nobody really even sure what that means, but there means another. <laughs> God. What it means is another international tournament. 
possibly re- replacing an all-star game. So it's, it's there for the taking. Uh, there's The nuts and bolts of the CBA are there. It's not going to change. So you can tweak a few things. But even as a guy that's been pro player, you know, throughout my broadcasting career, I'm even uh, telling the players, boys, cut your best deal for an extension and let's all just move on because if 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 you shut this down, if you opt out early out of the CBA, it, it, it's, it's not going to get any prettier anytime soon. And, and, you know, not to be critical of these kids today, but they're not even close to being as united as we were when we had labor disputes, okay? They didn't, they didn't have the leadership. They don't have the leadership we once had. They don't have the ability to stick together and fight what they think is, is truly fightable. They don't have it. So you got to cut your best deal. But at the same time, Kipper, why? So then, why are they all these deals being signed that are supposedly, you know, lockout ready? Like, is it you know they're 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 preparing for that twenty twenty yeah. thing? What? Why is well, that happening? It's, it's just a negotiation. That's just trying to guarantee your money. So many, so many of those stars got burned last time because they didn't negotiate to prepare. Right. And I, I think it's the last resort. I don't think it'll ever get there. But it's like buying an insurance policy. They want to protect their millions, and only the stars can do it. If the NHLers didn't go, who would you like to see playing there? Because uh, uh, they, st- they would still me, have to have hockey, right? Me, Jeff O'Neill. Yeah, O'Neill. <laughs> uh, I like you know, this. Paul Coffey. Yeah, you yeah. Mess. Mess could be the captain. If it's not, I'm telling you, if it's not best on best, if it's NHL, I, I'm not watching it. You know, I'm not watching it. I don't think you can ever go back to, you know, a university hockey players. Like Ovechkin's telling everybody if, if the NHL doesn't go, he's still going to go. And I'm sitting there going, and, and what kind of medal are you going to win? Like mm-hmm. against who? Who are you going to, who are you beating in the gold medal game that you are just going to be so jacked you won this thing? Against who? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, listen, if it's not best on best, you can still go, Ovechkin. You can have the blessing of your owner. You can still go. And if it makes you feel good that you, you, you beat, you know, Canadian university hockey players or my men's league, you know, that I'm in now. Right. The Lee side uh, Lancers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go get them. <laughs> I, I like this, though. The thought of you and O'Neill get Guy, yeah. La, Guy Lafleur smoking yeah. darts on yeah. the bench. Get Lemieux. <laughs> Lemieux could do like four. Four shifts, tops. Just let him sit on the end of the bench, and he'll decide when he comes on the ice. Uh, uh, Vegas, very quickly before we let you go, uh, does Vegas Golden Knights sound like an off-the-strip uh, bathhouse to you? Because it does to me. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a lot of blue-haired women with their coin baskets are going to be so jacked for this team. It, uh, where, what do you honestly think of this situation? I know there's an arena there, but it's uh, just having lived in uh, the southwestern United States now for four years, I'm skeptical of the of the base. I'm skeptical of this so-called season ticket base. I, you know, everybody tells me that there's a community somewhere out there. And, <laughs> you know, I've it's not the moon. It. I've never seen it, but I always picture like you know. Um, whoever's in this community, I see Ray Liotta in the Goodfellas. Uh, I see this whole community filled with witness protection programs, you know, ex-mobsters who's got to, you know, 
got to go to the corner store to buy his groceries like everyone else, you know? Right, right, yeah. They, they say they say there's a, there's there's family communities and they're your season ticket holders and as much as we think about the, Vegas as the strip, they say there's a whole new area there that's uh, that's going to support hockey as a community. But you know, I, I still want to see something different out of Vegas, and I don't know whether or not it's like. You know, they should have like slot machines on the bench. So in between shifts, the guys can <laughs> yes. play. Yeah, you know, I like something. that. Yeah. Give me something different about Vegas in the NHL. I like this and idea And if you a lot. play for that Vegas team, you know every team that comes to town is going to have the Vegas hangover. So that team's going to be undefeated at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kipper, we, hey. know, we know you got to run. We really appreciate you taking the time okay. with us. All right, boys. It was a lot of fun talking to you guys. We miss you. We Th- miss you back home. Thanks, thanks, my friend. Listen, we may get deported soon, so put in a good <laughs> word with Scott Moore for us, okay? Will do. Okay. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Nick. Nick Caprios. Uh, what a guy. That Canadian accent was shining through. <laughs> yeah, what a guy. And you guys had more of an accent while you were talking to him a little Did bit. Did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah you really? Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. That's so funny. That happens sometimes if I spend yeah. a lot of time down south, like a couple of weeks, something when I was a little kid, you come back with a little bit of an accent. Speaking of Canada, <laughs> last so week funny. we talked about Saskatoon and the accent there. Just saw an article, Saskatoon, healthiest city in Canada to live. Is that, yeah, I could see that. Way to go, Toontown! But it's not the healthiest city when we're there. No, it's the <laughs> it's the least healthy city. I when came we're there. from the big city. <laughs> oh, uh, do you have the banana hot dog? Someone requested the banana hot yeah, dog. Yeah, someone wants to hear oh. that. We haven't so heard that in a while. We were both in Toronto over the weekend. Yeah, it you went to two, UFC two hundred six. Two hundred six. And people, I read an article about it today said, uh, uh, despite no storylines, it was the greatest card they'd seen in forever. Well, and you it, said that too. Certainly, the Cub Swanson Korean. Superboy fight. If you are just getting in the UFC and you're like, you know what? I want a new fighter to, to root for. You gotta go for this Korean Superboy. He is fantastic. So chilled out. And so he loses the fight to Cub, but you watch the tools. They was were the near fight. death. Both of them were near death at certain points of the match. You thought, okay, there's no way he comes back and the Korean Superboy comes back. And then you think, okay, Cub's finally gonna give in and nope, Cub comes back. I mean, they were awesome. It was an awesome fight. And to be in that uh, at the Air Canada Center for that, and just the crowd's reaction to every punch and every kick—it's uh, why you love the UFC. And and you're right; it, it wasn't uh, in terms of star power. Maybe it wasn't quite there. Max Holloway's fight with Anthony Pettis was a dud because Pettis, of course, was was overweight. But man, I tell you, the UFC is still alive and well, big time in Canada. The the arena was packed. The atmosphere was great. And, and you now know that Dana White is going to be thinking, okay, we have to bring a really good card back. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, you know, and I'd like to see, you know, I'm thinking Montreal. And apparently they're negotiating with GSP again. The reason my wife and I bought the uh, the tickets, my wife, uh, was because uh, she loves uh, she loves herself some GSP. If uh, GSP uh, walked in and said, uh, you want to uh, move with me to Montreal and uh, leave your husband and daughter, he, she would go. In a second, she would leave. So, you know, if he comes back, uh, and they could put it a card in Montreal. God, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, the Bell biggest Center, problem, twenty-two thousand people. God, that'd be great. Biggest problem is the sponsorship because he's with Under Armour. Yeah, he's, with, he's a big Under Armour. And Armor Reebok guy. is the uh, the uniform. They supplier. do all the uniforms, so now you can't have any Under Armour. So he, they need to top them up somehow, and they don't want to do it. So yeah. they'll figure it out. They'll 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 get it. Done. Uh, by the way, did you see Saturday Night Live this past weekend? No, I missed it. I haven't watched it for weeks. They did a uh, a game show. And uh, Conor McGregor was one of their uh, 
was one of their guys. Oh, really? Who yeah. who did uh, McGregor? One of the new guys. It was not good. Their information <laughs> was incorrect. And they had him in the fur coat. The, the, the getup was good. But, right, uh, right. The yeah. uh, the Joe Frazier fur yeah, coat. Yeah, that was the John Cena episode. Oh, yeah. So how was he? I never heard anything about that. I didn't even know he was on it. Uh, Bobby Moynihan played. Moynihan uh, played, played Connor. Moynihan. I think Bobby's funny. Bobby Moynihan did not play Connor McGregor. They okay. just said, oh, he played Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> no, he played, he played John Daly. No, no, yeah, he played John Daly. God. And I actually said while watching, I'm like, it was kind of cruel because they had John Daly, who was Moynihan, with a beer. Yeah. I'm like, Daly doesn't drink anymore. So yeah. I kind of felt bad. He's yeah. smoking darts and drinking. Yeah, you beer. should just have him smoking darts because he's still crushing darts and just eating a hot dog. He yeah, and dogs. Uh, Cena played Gronk. Alex Moffat? What kind of a hot dog? Where is the banana hot dog? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Rich. That's what I'm talking about. Tikkanen, he could play over there, too, at the Olympics. 100%. Let Tikkanen. For the Finns, how great would that be? He'd be killing it out there. Just grinded it. University hockey? What the? Well, remember? It was, like, I know. It was a smattering. And then, yeah, Paul Correa would play or something. And then uh, you have all the guys that play in, like, the Swiss League that are Canadian. They yeah. go play for yeah, Team Yeah, they play. I, was, I always thought, like, maybe... Maybe you have the juniors play. Like, that would be exciting. If if yeah. you had to. If you had to choose someone. By the way, on the Wall of Fame, we've always wanted to have him on. We kind of waited because we were hoping to get him on the show, but maybe we still will. Uh, legendary adult film star, Peter North. Uh, proud Canadian. Jim is loving this. Uh, Peter North, a couple things about him. Uh, famous. When you went to search him, Ben, because you wanted to print out this picture for the wall, what did you see? What was the first thing you saw? You want to blow a load like Peter North? And the Click reason is, is because, of course, Peter North was famous for the quantity of his ejaculate. The quantity of his ejaculate. Is and he then retired? The other, I don't think so. I think he's still doing his thing. And then the other thing, of course, is his hair. Uh, it just it never moved. It was always just perfect, and you weren't allowed to touch it. Who's here? Who is that? Who are you? <laughs> Peter? Enter. Who was that? Peter, come on in. No it was Jane from NFL. Wrong room. Oh. I did trivia the other night, and they do the pictures, and you have to name everybody that's on the picture. And the theme was mustaches, so it's everybody with a famous mustache. And they had Ron Jeremy on there. Yeah. And he was like 25 years old. And all the girls that were at the table was like, wow, he was a really good-looking guy. Good-looking. Yeah. Uh, I he? wouldn't say that, but... Hey. He's, I don't know if he's, he's in a, ever. I don't, hedgehog. I didn't think he was good looking, but <laughs> no. the other girls hedgehog. did. Yeah, that was that's his nickname. I didn't know that. <laughs> hedgehog. <laughs> eh? Jim? Jim had a story about Ron Jeremy once. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we uh we had a little party up at Slash's house. <laughs> and uh and and Ron Jeremy was there and on, uh, and Lars from Metallica. That sounds like a yeah. Good time. It was a good time, yeah, and uh, it was hilarious. I look over, and we we were drinking a lot of uh, Black Death vodka. Slash Oof. had a deal with them at the time, and uh, I look over on the couch, and there's Ron, Jeremy, and and Lars passed out like on top of each other. Ah, it was hilarious. It's ah, cute. Ron yeah. Jeremy's hey. penis yeah. in his own mouth. Uh, My erections have returned. Yeah. Speaking of uh, musicians, or... he used to come by the studio all the time. Ron Jeremy yeah. did. Yeah, you just hang out. Just hang yeah, out. Yeah, you know, maybe bring a few friends by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see him. Nice. Uh, like I've been to the Rainbow five times in my yeah. life, and I think he's been there four of them. Yeah, times. probably. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. always hanging out at the Rainbow. Uh, we always like to discuss the uh, the movies we watch on our flights, and we both recently just watched the same one, the documentary on oh. the Rolling Stones, Altamont. Yeah, uh, give me give me oh, shelter. Yeah, give, give me, me shelter. shelter. Yeah. Where uh, for the background is they 
Rolling Stones played a free concert in the San Francisco area. Yep. What's 1969? 69, yeah. 300,000 people showed up. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. the Hells Angels were in charge of security. Yep. And they were all carrying pool cues. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And yeah. the footage, like Dan and I were talking about it. First of all, the footage of everyone walking in, it's incredible. It's so, like, of the moment. If you want to, like, know the 60s, like 69, that's it. The, but yeah. that concert's always known as the end of the 60s, right? Like, yeah. the, the end yeah. of the Flower Child era because uh, a guy got stabbed by the Hells Angels. Yeah. And you see it on in this movie. Like, you see yeah. the guy and, getting stabbed. And the stage was a foot off the ground. Like, a foot off the ground. And the Hells Angels are on the <laughs> stage with the stars. They're all over. They're standing and right next to the... You can see the guys in the yeah. band are yeah. like, they're like, terrified. The Bill, Bill, Bill Wyman's like, what the f***, man? Yeah. Mick is singing. He takes a break from the song. Hells Angels guys are coming up and talking to him on the stage during yeah. the song. They're grabbing the mics, yeah. talking during songs. I'm, it was just chaos. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, people, chill yeah, out. Chill, chill out, out, people. people. All right, people. let's cool it. Let's cool <laughs> it, guys. Yeah. Let's just cool it. Let's move back. Can we sit down? Yeah. We're and not going to play anymore. Yeah, you can songs. hear like Keith going, hey, man, I'm not going to play if it's going to be like this. And they know? had them in like a little camper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, before the show. Yeah, a little camper. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the crazy thing is, I think uh, before that, before they went on the Jefferson Airplane yes. play, yeah. and and those guys were like, this is f***. Well, she's yeah. saying Grace Slick is like, yeah. uh, easy, easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's trying to calm everyone down. And was, all the naked people. Were they people. in the movie? With, with, yeah, Jefferson the Airplane, Airplane was there. Yeah. Like I remember minutes. seeing it. Yeah. 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 And Jerry Garcia's in it a yeah. bit, just very quickly. Um, all the naked people tried to jump on the stage. The yeah. People just were naked. <laughs> yeah. There's this one woman, like an uh, enormous crazy. naked woman, and you see her try to snake her way through the crowd, and yeah. she gets right up to the front, and then she's just like climbing up on stage <laughs> like it's nothing. And everyone's like, "What the fuck's going on here, man?" But like the crazy. look on some of the Hell's Angels guys who had this these crazy eyes, and yeah. crazy look, like you know, well, they just crazy, wanted to bust man. some hippie yeah, skulls, yeah, and they did it. Know. It was. Weird. It there was... should have been a documentary on the uh, the lawyer that handled the entire thing because his <laughs> office was straight out of a movie. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bo- lot of leather bound books. Yes, in that office. Um, yeah, that was pretty good stuff. Oh I mean, good and Wrath of Khan, I got to watch. I was going into the oldies. <laughs> oh wow! What yeah. a flick that is. Yes, yeah, Spock. Yeah. Dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry if you didn't. didn't see that. <laughs> That's was all right, that, because uh, the next movie is called The Search for Spock. Was that so. Roberto Montalban? Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo yeah. Montalban. Yeah, from he Fantasy played. Island. Yeah. Remember his uh, Chrysler commercials? Rich Corinthian yeah. Letterman. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, and he went on, I remember he went on Letterman, and, and Letterman was like, what is Corinthian Letterman? <laughs> and uh, Ricardo Montalban is like, well, you know, they found a very soft, very fine leather, so you know. Corinthian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got the rock and do in, in you know, oh, as yeah. con. He was awesome yeah. in that oh, movie. Yeah. He was yeah. awesome. Nice. What's this Canada news stories? What's this all about, Ben? Hey, Rich, you want to explain it and then I'll read it? Sure. Okay. So this kind of launched from a show that I used to watch on Sirius XM where they play this game and it's called Black, White, or Other. And the host would read a story and you the people who were playing would have to guess whether a black person, a white person, or an other person did the ridiculousness of the story. Right. We're obviously not going to play that, right? but I figured we could play a story. Ben will read the story, and you guys have to guess whether a Canadian or an American 
was the culprit within the story. I love this. This will be so easy. I love this. Okay, so I'm not going to go in depth, but I'll give you a few nuggets about the story. Um, And you have to guess Canada or USA. Okay. So here's the first one. One sec here. Dan's blowing his nose. How's that? Better? Okay. Okay. There you go. Okay. Strip. The title is Strip Club Doubles as a Church. Okay. Okay. A man and his wife decided they would host a Christian fellowship service at the unconventional space to bring religion to those who don't feel comfortable. The club is called The Manor. What city was it in? No. Well, if I told you the city, then hey. (laughs) I was trying to catch you there. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, That's American. I'm going to say Canadian. Ontario. Where Uh, in Ontario? Guelph, G U E L P H. Guelph? <laughs> Guelph? <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Where are you from? Guelph? <laughs> ben, you're the best. Okay, next one. Oh, wow. Man, oh, man, master. Welcome to Guelph. Oh, I go to the University of Guelph. Uh, that sounds like something from Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was dynamite. Okay, continue. Man masturbates while holding cucumber at library. It's a 49-year-old a man for me. was <laughs> accused of committing an incident act in a library holding indecent? a... Indecent? Indecent. Oh, my oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mike's reading this. It's great. <laughs> Mike is dead. Uh, in a library while holding a cucumber in one hand and his own cucumber in the other. Police say it wasn't the first time he had committed this act. He got away with it the first time, but when someone spotted him the second time, they called the cops. When asked if he threatened anyone, someone replied, I don't think he had any free hands to make any threat. Huh. This well, is a tough one. That's a tough it's one. It's so vague. Yeah, like, it's very vague. I'm going to say American. I'm going to say that was an American. Yeah. Sure, I'll go American. Yeah, it was in Toronto. What? In Toronto. Now, do we, which, which library, Ben? Which library? I, I don't have say? the name of the library, no. The Toronto Library? <laughs> <laughs> it was the Gulliff Library. All right, last one before you make fun of me anymore. <laughs> Gulliff. <laughs> This is awesome, Ben. This is actually really fun. Yeah, Yeah. I like this. Okay. Teen hospitalized with dehydration after four day Xbox marathon. A mother confiscated a 15 year old son's Xbox who spent four days in his bedroom playing Modern Warfare 3. He collapsed three times after emerging from his bedroom. The mother said, I was very scared. I thought he was going to die. They both admit. We've learned a lesson the hard way. Is that what the mom sounded like? Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the f- country is that from. But you got to get something that would at least give us a hint at what country it was from. Like the Nickelback thing where the cops were playing Nickelback. We're like, okay, that's Canada. Like you have to do something country specific. I'm going to say that's American. Yeah, it's in Columbus, Ohio. Now, here's the thing about that. Would the mother not knock? After maybe day two? Like she's waiting yeah. till day four for him to come out and collapse? Like, dinner. No, he's not coming out. I guess he's fine. Which one's the most bizarre? The masturbate? The, the... cucumber, I think. Gotta be, right? Yeah. The strip club is a church? Yeah, that's weird. But that seems, in a way, you're gathering, you're worshiping someone on an altar, which is the stage. So they, there's a lot of similarities it's there. a religious experience. Speaking yeah. of gaming, cutie. I see a lot of uh, ads for this new Xbox. So are people going to be getting this instead of a cable box? Because it seems like it's going to replace their... They're advertising it as, okay, this replaces everything. Like, you can get everything on this Xbox. 
Uh, Is that the way we're going here? I'm not a big video game guy. Yeah. So no, I don't no, even but know people are buying these and not even playing video games. It's they can get the uh, live games on it. They can get all their TV shows. Oh, the one S they're talking about. The new one, the white one. Yeah, 4K, 4K Blu-ray, 4K video streaming, and HDR. But are you yeah. getting cable? Yeah, can you get a cable? Can subscription you get a cable subscription? Yes, you it? can because you Xbox can? has yeah, Xbox has that massive commercial where the people are running from the cable companies into the hole, and then they come out, and then there's a beautiful. Uh, no, but can you get like yeah, that, cable channels? That's the thing. It says no longer do you have to have cable. You can have this. No, but, but you're. I think what they're saying is you don't need cable because you can get Amazon and Prime Netflix and you can get Netflix and, and all those yeah. things. But yeah, I think you can get live sports. Pretty sure. But yeah, but can you get that through like Fox Sports Go and the ESPN app? Right, right. Oh my, Bill Gates? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely no, not. Can, can't you already do all that with a PS4? I think mm. you can. You can. So I this is it. not revolutionary at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's 4K, but uh, I have a PS4 and I know I can get all that stuff on. Can you get on, live sports? No. Uh, no, but I can get on the internet, so I could imagine if I could get to Fox Sports Go. Right. Okay. I might be able to. Or ESPN. The Go. Ocho. Yeah. The Ocho app. Yeah, yeah something like that. Uh, I, I still know. like my cable. I, still I do too. I mean, I, I, you know, I still, I still have uh, DirecTV. Me and too. I, All right, here you go. I love it. You know. okay, here we go. Oh, Ben's got it. Here we go. All the way from Gulif. <laughs> <laughs> this page describes the requirements for using one guide on Xbox One S or the original Xbox, which combines TV service with your on-demand video apps. So that's what you're talking about. It also uh, describes. So it's saying that you can get TV with the Xbox Xbox One if you have an HDMI output. So, but is that it's saying people are going to be land based? Yeah, like, you guys are, are so dumb. Yeah, why yeah. do you guys stop talking about this stuff? <laughs> but how yeah, about what you rather? I have a bunch of friends. Well, actually, I don't have a bunch of friends. Um, <laughs> That's a lot. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, a big I know a few people that uh, they don't have it at all. They have no cable bill and they miss nothing. They they miss no live sporting events. We need to stop talking about this. Sorry, this is my first yeah. time here. I bet right. you, I this would is you, how we get paid. Would you rather? This is how we get paid. Oh yeah, right. Stop encouraging this. You're right, Rich. You gotta. Should we do? Would you rather? Yeah, give me a. Give me a. It's time true. for. Would you rather? Okay, I feel like this one is for Dan, but Jay, you can answer too. Oh no, no, I I like sitting back. All right, Dan. Dan's actually really holding up well, considering he's on death's door. Would you rather listen to Mike Reed or Mike Nutt? Oh, wow. But that's Why hard. Why does everything have to be sexual? Because <laughs> like, that's all we talk about. My erections no, have returned. No, if you've noticed, I don't take part in those songs. Oh, I'm not answering that. Why? That's just dumb. That's so dumb. CK DJ. Right, okay. <laughs> Dan? Yes. Stuck in the elevator for 12 hours with producer Tim. Oh, okay. Here we go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Be banned from Vegas for a year. Yikes. That is a very good one. From from Beantown Mike. Okay. Beantown Mikey, one of our very Uh, best friends. A few questions. Do we have food in the elevator? Do we have anything? Or is it just the two of us? Uh, I'm thinking 12 hours nothing. I'm thinking 12 hours nothing. No food. I'll give you, you each get one chocolate bar or as we say here in the in the united states candy bar 
So you, you have a Snickers, so you're not starving. Okay, so if I... But then if I get banned from Vegas, I save a lot of money. Uh, uh, go on. Yeah, yeah. Think it through. Uh-huh. I'd do the ban from Vegas. Wow. Really? 12 hours a long time. With Tim? No, with anyone. So you would... That could apply to anybody? You no. I mean, taking ladies out of it. Like, yeah. how about Ben? Would you be Would you be in an elevator with Ben for 12 hours? Hmm. Or get banned from Vegas for you? I'd probably get banned from Vegas for you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, no offense. It's just a long time. First, no bed together, and now yes. the elevator. That's right. Uh, <laughs> what would you do? I would definitely do the elevator thing, because it's, it's only 12 hours. I think it would be very interesting. <laughs> You'd be in there learn for a lot hours. about somebody. Yeah, you'd learn a lot. You know, you'd be like like uh, two minutes in the closet, but it'd be twelve hours. And again, no offense to Tim, it's just I just that's a long time to. And plus, I'd be going stir crazy in there. Oh yeah, but that would be part of the fun. We would put a camera there. Yeah, we'd have a camera on it. God, that'd be great. Would Tim be crushing darts the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Like, how Smoke many cigarettes up. could Tim have in there? Maybe two. No, you can't have any in an elevator. No, but this is like an elevator that stopped. You're stuck. Mm. How many darts could Tim crush in 12 hours? Oh. <laughs> oh. That's <laughs> a stressful situation, so he's 36? crushing. 36? Yeah, he's crushing oh, one wow. every 20 minutes, bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jay. Okay. Would you rather do belly shots from Dan's navel? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> or have to carry a witty conversation with Ryan Lochte? Oh, Lochte. A second, I'd be. How long is that conversation? Yeah, how long? I'm going in like an hour and a half podcast. Totally, no problem, no problem. I would actually enjoy that. I think that would be interesting because you'd, you're, I'd try to find a little depth in there. I wouldn't find it, but I'd try. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, almost, I, almost anything would be better than doing the navel shots. But you could try to find some depth in Dan's navel. Yeah, yeah. I guess I could. And some lint. <laughs> Lint's in, lint in everyone's navel. Come on. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. But you'd have to wash it out. Like, you can't have lint in there and just pour the shot in and then just go. <laughs> oh, lint in a teeth. Okay, so who's who's one person that, like, you would not want to interview for an hour? Like, you would rather do Dan's navel. Hitler. Well, okay. <laughs> no, okay. Let me think about this. Who would I not want to interview for an hour? Uh man, good question. I mean, I'm I'm kind of interested in people, so there's so few people that I wouldn't want to interview. But I would probably say, Mike Botticelli. No, no, I uh, Pat Muldowney for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Muldowney. There's no way I could do it. <laughs> Pat Muldowney. Posted today a picture of him talking to Bill Raftery. Yep. And saying, The stories, the legend, <laughs> oh my God. the mind, one on one, me, Bill, an afternoon for the ages. I'm coming, baby! Ha- <laughs> hashtag life lessons. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. It's like, what? What Dan, is going on here? Dan just followed me on Instagram two days ago. Why? Wow, you waited a long time. Bro. I didn't know. Again. Dan as doesn't I said, follow me on Instagram. Oh, wow. Wow. Personal? A lot of anger. Jay no. does. And Jay comments on my pictures. Yeah, too. yeah. I make a comment. Yep. Dude. As I said to Ben. 
He emailed me right after. <laughs> Only took two years. <laughs> well, dude, we, how much time do we spend together? Probably too much. Like five days a week, three hours a day minimum. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know who I'm following. I thought maybe I was following you. You still post. Are we friends? Yes. Okay. All right. But now I don't follow uh, Botticello. Yeah, but like. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we uh, jump into the mailbag yeah, here go before we go? This has been a lot of fun. And then we're going to get into uh, Six Degrees with Jim. Better that. hurry it up. Okay, here we go. So the first one is from Eric Braun. Hi. Subject, going to touch your bags? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, message says, you guys should bring the touch your bag segment back. Here we are. We're doing it. You guys should bring Mike Botticello back. No fucking way. You guys should bring Mike Botticello tries to read the viewer messages segment back. I kind of agree with that. And that's Eric from Winnipeg. And he says, P.S. I love you guys. Will you be my dad, Dan? Would you adopt just a random listener, Dan? Depends on his inheritance. Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, this next one ties in perfectly to uh, Engineer Jim. Yes. Hey, guys. Uh, Jay would probably remember me as the terrorist from the day we met each other at Chapters somewhere. Anyways, I want to pass these questions to Jim. I do not remember that at all. Number one, what inspired Jim to have a career as a sound engineer? Let's start with that. Um, uh, so I was playing in a band when I, since I've been in like junior high school and I learned how to play guitar when I was eight. Wow. And, um... By the time I was in high school and stuff, I was playing in a band that was kind of torn up and down the East Coast, playing some shows uh, with a lot of guys that had already been graduated out of high school. And uh, at the same time doing that, we had our own little sound system, and I started doing sound for other bands, because when bands would come see us play, they'd be like, man, you guys sound amazing. And the drummer owned this little old Shure Vocal Master PA, and I used to say, hey, do you mind if I use the PA to do these other bands? And I started mixing other bands, and everybody was like, wow, this what a difference. And uh, one day we went with a band into a recording studio, and that was it for me. When uh, It was a, a little studio in Boston that the Cars had recorded at, and uh, I knew nothing about any of the equipment, and I met the engineer and saw what he was doing with uh, my friend's band recording, and I was like, man, I could do that. Uh, And I thought at the time, I'm like, with a little bit of time, I could do it even better than this guy. Like, I knew I could do it. You had the confidence. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was it. Ever since then, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Okay, follow up. If you did not become a sound engineer, what would your alternative career have been? Porn star. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I I've mean, seen your cock. It's, yeah. It's I mean, nice. me, and, me and Peter North would probably have a show together. Yeah, it's really Jim nice. had sex <laughs> with uh, John Mayer. <laughs> and third, Six Degrees, Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Fishing in the Dark. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Crazy connection, but. Uh, Billy Bob used to be a roadie. He had a band back when he was, you know, in high school and all that stuff. And before he moved to LA, um, he, he was in a band that was like a ZZ top cover band. And at that same time, he worked for a sound company as a roadie. And one of the bands he used to roadie for 
was a nitty gritty dirt band. Oh, very nice. Yeah. There you go. And uh, yeah, he says, thank you so much, Jay and Dan, for reading this email. I hope to see Jay write his third book, and hopefully Dan can write his first book, or better, his first sentence in his future book. P.S. In the Puberty Pals video, Hitler was put in that video because Paulie was telling us that some countries think wet dreams and erections are evil, just like how Hitler is evil. Okay. Second Hitler reference oh on this podcast. Some, yeah. Like, wow. Okay. Puberty Pals. That was a good one, but I don't remember the Hitlers. All right. Uh, well, well, that was fun. a fun podcast. Sorry, oh. Sorry oh. about my sickness. I oh. should be better next Two week. things, guys. Yeah. Next week, huge surprise. I'm going to tease it. It's huge. What? It's fun. It's new. Oh. And you guys are going to love it. I don't okay. even think you know. I don't even think anyone. No one knows. This is going to be fun. It's a uh, surprise. I hope it's not that Mike is a Canadian. <laughs> yeah, That's, that was no. the biggest letdown <laughs> in history. All right. Well, it's, look, I it's going to be it's, it's going to be fun, and I think you guys are going to enjoy I it. I can't wait. And next week, we are having our uh, podcast uh, party. At Jumbo's Clown Room. Mm. Can't wait for that. And the second one is Buy Your Gear on yes, jayanddan.com. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, jayanddan.com. Great for a Christmas presents. Perfect for a Christmas present. And you're helping Canadian Tire Jumpstart as well. That's right. Uh, so, yes, please uh, go to jayanddan.com. Lots of great stuff. Uh, Derek, uh, our, uh, <laughs> he's the guy who cuts our hair. He's the best. He bought a Jane Dan hoodie. He said it's the most comfortable, nicest hoodie he's ever had in his life. I, I saw one, uh, someone wearing one last week here. It was probably amazing. deep. Really yeah. nice. Yeah, it was probably deep. Yeah, it's uh, they're great. They're Beautiful. great. Ironhead does an amazing job with the t-shirt. And yeah, stuff. I'm gonna so, get one. So uh, so yeah, go out there and uh, fire those up, and uh, we'll see you uh, next week. See you later. So long, my time here is up. No, I don't even want you to follow me now. I don't want you to follow me. <laughs> yeah, should should I become a porn star instead? Do you think?